Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Canada's Interviews, co-sponsored by the Dane County League of Women Voters. And I'm Melanie Ramey, your moderator for this session. I would like to introduce you to the two candidates for the mayor of the city of Madison. To my far right is Mr. Scott Resnick. Next to Mr. Resnick is Mr. Paul Soglin. Each candidate will have three minutes to make an opening statement, and we hope that you will address the issues of what in your professional experience and civic involvement do you think has prepared you for the office of mayor and why are you running and so mr resnick if you'll begin thank you so much and thank you for having me when i think about the reasons why i came to the city of madison about 10 years ago i was originally from wausau wisconsin and i came here for school see wausau was in this unique position madison's in this unique position it's this great city and if you're from anywhere throughout the state, you want to come right here to Madison for its progressive values, for its great economic opportunities, and your real chance to get ahead. Uh, my wife and I came to school here. Uh, we were eventually married in Madison, and I was able to start a small business, which now employs 22 people right here in Madison's downtown. It's something that's very special to me. And at the, over the last four years, as a member of the city council and as a member of leadership in the city council, we've been able to work towards some big investments in the future of our city, whether we're addressing things like Internet access, thinking about what the future of transportation looks like, and thinking about what are the great decisions we're going to be to make the city of Madison a great place for the next 40 years and all those future generations of people who look towards Madison to make it a great place. But what we see is a city that still has challenges. Whether we look at the number of homeless individuals have gone up over 41% in the last year, we look at the reports on racial disparities in our community, and we can see that there's still so much work that needs to be done. And at the same time, it's about cooperation, figuring out how we partner with the city and the county, our nonprofit partners, our business community, to make the city of Madison an even better place. Because we know we can't do it alone with limited resources, we need to ensure that everyone's at the table. Now, there's major strides that we can do. Let's talk about opening up a new emergency day shelter for homeless men that are on the streets. Let's look at what we can do and really tackle the issues of racial disparity, not using equity as a buzzword, but really focusing on every single decision that we're making to make sure that there's affordable childcare throughout the city of Madison, that we have equitable forms of transportation to make sure that individuals who find a job in downtown Madison can get to that place of location, to make sure that we're breaking down the silos and barriers that have created the two Madisons uh, over the course of our city's history. I think that we can get there, but it's going to take working together, making investments to the future, and bringing new ideas to the table. Mr. Sockley. Thank you. Well, I've got uh, a number of years of experience as mayor of the city of Madison, which was preceded by some years on the city council. Uh, I had uh, a 
private law practice, a private consulting uh, organization where I did a lot of work for uh, Madison area and statewide labor unions, tackling the challenges presented by Wisconsin manufacturers and commerce, which is really not a, a friend of working people. And I, I worked for one of the largest uh, companies in, in the metropolitan area, if not the state, and that's Epic Systems. When I ran for mayor four years ago, uh, people were skeptical about the campaign platform that I'd run on saying that equity and poverty were the greatest challenges facing us. And in 2013, we got the Race to Equity report, which demonstrated with 2011 data from that year of the campaign how serious the matters were. Well, I went to work to, to tackle those, those problems, not always getting the cooperation of the Madison City Council, which was bent on providing, as, as Alderman Resnick supported, a almost $17 million TIF that was not necessary for the Edgewater Hotel. But in redirecting city priorities, we've done a number of things, many of which have been in collaboration with other units of government. We work with Dane County, and now we've got about 60 units being prepared at the Rethke site for chronically homeless individuals, a first for, for our city. Uh, we worked with the village of Shorewood in a collaborative effort which ended up with the city of Madison providing fire service. We've worked out an agreement uh, with the Madison Metropolitan Sewage District and others, and soon residents of Madison and Dane County will see the waters coming down from the north streaming through the Cherokee Marsh and into Lake Mendota and flowing down through the other three lakes, uh, filtered with phosphorus, phosphorus which causes rapid algae and weed growth removed. The council, at my recommendation, adopted uh, the first of a series of, of four to five million dollar annual allocations for the building and construction of affordable housing, which puts us on track for a goal to eliminate in the next year veterans homeless, chronic homeless, and within a reasonable period of time, four years more, a thousand units so that there are no homeless in the city of Madison. Okay. I'm sure that you both have become very familiar with the governor's budget and uh, assuming that it will probably be passed to in a great degree of any way by the legislature. What steps would you take uh, as far as dealing with the issues that will affect the city of Madison in the governor's budget? And Mr. Resnick? The reality is the governor's budget is going to be absolutely devastating once again to the city of Madison. You look at the cuts that are going to happen to the UW system. What that will equate to just for UW Madison would be a thousand jobs that would be lost over time to the UW you know, University of Wisconsin. What it's going to take is looking at new strategies going forward because as long as there's a Republican Assembly, a Republican Senate, and a Republican governor, we're going to have challenges up ahead. It's going to be having a communicative process to, to have a forward front of strategy to try to tackle the issues where we can have bits of success. 
it's going to be looking towards our neighbors to find collaboration, speaking out at a unified front. But the reality is there's not enough Democrats elected right now to have any kind of voice in that. It means in the next election, we're going to have to work with our partners to try to see more Democrats elected, at least so there's some type of balance of power. Now, when it comes down to the budget decisions at hand, we're going to have to look internally, figuring out additional ways that we can lead from a local level, working alongside our partners at the county level and the city to make sure that we're being as frugal as possible with our budget. When we see there are areas of collaboration where we can work together to find cost savings and eliminate duplications of services because we're all in this together and it's figuring out a unified strategy to move forward uh, through what could be at the very least two very difficult years and possibly four. Mr. Sagan. When the announcements were made as to the devastating cuts the, the governor was advocating for not just the UW system, but also, as we've seen, for our public school system, for our park system, my staff and I got on the phone and we started contacting other municipalities in the state. We contacted them and we went to work trying to build a statewide coalition which included communities with both Democrat and Republican uh, representation in the state legislature. And I want to say right now, I am not waiting two years uh, for the next uh, statewide legislative elections to, to try to solve this. We are going to stay with this over the coming weeks and months and and make the point which we think that there are areas of the state where there is Republican representation, where people understand that this war on knowledge, this war on building an economy uh, that, that has trained and intelligent workers is going to be fought relentlessly for those of us who believe in education and believe in Wisconsin. So in the coming week, uh, there is going to be a meeting in Milwaukee of many of these cities as we develop a unified statewide strategy, Republican, Democratic, suburban, rural, uh, uh, as, as well as, as urban. And simultaneously, we are now having conversations with other municipalities and other school districts in the Dane County area to solidify our own position. And I will continue uh, throughout this, this legislative term to, to be tenacious in defending the best interests of the state, important institutions ranging from our university to the uh, local schools to our park system. You know, both of you have mentioned the issue of racial disparities, and I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Dane County Executive Mr. Parisi's uh, recent plan that he has introduced with some measures toward dealing with this issue in the county. I'm wondering what um, measures you would be willing to propose for the city of Madison that would sort of dovetail with uh, his plan, or what other ideas you have for dealing with the whole issue of racial disparity? And Mr. Soglin, you go first, please. That's, that's an interesting question in that, unfortunately, uh, the county executive did not check with the city of Madison about the plan. I wish, if I'd known the question we were being asked, 
that I had his letter. The point being that much of what's contained in there, the city of Madison is already doing or has has done. Now, for example, he, he speaks of reducing the county fines and forfeitures and court fees for marijuana uh, arrests. Well, the city rarely makes uh, makes arrests in this area for simple possession. And when there is an arrest, our fines and, and, and our court costs are lower uh, than what the county is proposing, lowering theirs to. So we've got to put this in perspective. In addition, we are participating with the YWCA already in funding a program which I think is important to uh, uh, retain and retrieve lost driver's licenses and driving privileges. Here in the city of Madison, we're part of three national efforts. We are part of President Obama's uh, My Brother's Keeper. We are part of uh, Cities United, which we were one of the initial founders of, uh, which actually led to the President's initiative, and we're part of the coalition of cities that are working on racial equity and justice throughout the United States. We're doing a number of things that, that we think are critical uh, in a positive way. We've got a very elaborate and elaborate, very rapidly expanding summer youth job program. We have got uh, uh, commitments in regards to immigration reform, which is going to help and make a big difference for the Latino uh, community. We're, we're working with local nonprofits on education and, and child care issues. Okay, Mr. Isaac. You know, as I went through and explored these issues throughout the entire community. I started asking leaders, particularly of nonprofits and faith-based groups who are dealing with the issues of racial disparities every single day, where are the areas that the city of Madison can do more that we're not doing enough today? And they reached out and pointed to a couple different areas in particular. One, it was with child care. And what they found was that localized child care options haven't been available for families, particularly those who are on the lowest end of the socioeconomic level. It's finding localized solutions. So I would suggest creating seed funding to make sure that we can open up more daycare opportunities, including more scholarships so students who are looking for affordable daycare can find it. We know when students are on equal footing entering Madison School District, they have a higher chance for success. Second, it's dealing with the issues of transportation. And we've alluded to a number of different areas that the city, city and county do engage in to ensure individuals have driver's licenses, but it's making sure that we have a solid commitment to a sound public transportation uh, system in Madison. And we're listening to the complaints that when we can't find transportation to a job, we're going to struggle with it. And third, it comes down to the issues of, uh, of employment. Because if you're trying to break out of poverty and don't have the skill sets, don't have the job training skills, and can't find the opportunities available, it makes holding on to and locating a job incredibly difficult. And finally, it's dealing with issues of 
incarceration rates and individuals and making sure that they have the support network when someone may leave the prison system, that they can find equitable housing and employment. Um, I'm interested in what ideas and plans you might have for neighborhood initiatives, particularly neighborhoods not in the center city corridor. And Mr. Resnick, could you? Neighborhoods are still our lifeblood of our city. And as we talk about growth and expansion, it's making sure and ensuring that we have strong neighborhoods, not just in our downtown, the near east side, the near west side. It's treating every single neighborhood fairly and equitably. It's ensuring that we have equal resources put towards our park system, our bike paths that are outside of the central core, and ensuring that the same basic and essential services, whether it's snowplow removal, whether it's keeping the streets clean, whether it's simple basic repairs, go beyond our area of just our central isthmus. This is one of the key pieces to see our city grow and prosper. As my wife and I traveled throughout every single district to start out our campaign, uh, we ended up taking a bike ride. It was a 20-hour ride, one hour in each single district, and you could see how certain districts have been inequitable. I believe that this is an area where the city of Madison can improve upon in treating all of our districts fairly with the same amount of resources. Mr. Sagler? When, when Alderman Resnick and I both came into office in 2011, I wish he had had this understanding of some of these critical issues so that maybe the disagreement between myself and the city council over the distribution of city resources had not been so difficult and we could have done more earlier in regards to putting in support systems for our neighborhoods. We know that there are five critical neighborhood areas that need addressing. They are transportation, they are quality housing, quality child care, health care, and then there's the education and job training component, which really needs to be reinforced uh, not just in youth, but but also uh, through adult years, as oftentimes job skills are not matched properly with the jobs available in our metropolitan area. Now, what are some of the things that we've done in our doing? We are putting together a very strong neighborhood center system. We know going all the way back to the days of Jane Addams and Hull House, strong neighborhood centers are a key in terms of supplying many of these resources for for our communities. In the far west side, uh, the old Griff site, we're looking for an employment center which is going to really be oriented towards 16 to 26-year-olds. But then in terms of neighborhood development, let's go all the way over to the east side where we've got the Royster-Clark development, which is really going to energize that area. But at the same time, I asked the staff, look at Cottage Grove Road. It's no longer a relevant street today. What we need is a neighborhood street, something that resembles Monroe or Willie Street. Let's redesign that and really make it vital so that we have a solid neighborhood for living, working, playing, and going to school. 
Would you at least give me one or two issues that we haven't discussed that you think are really very important and need to be of concern to the mayor that you would address? And I guess, Mr. Sockland, you get to go first. Well, during the course of the campaign, there's been an obvious tremendous focus on the race to equity uh, report. But there are other ongoing challenges here here in the city of Madison. I'd mentioned in, in my opening remarks uh, the work we're doing in removing phosphorus from our, our system of lakes. But we've got continual challenges, not just in Madison, but the metropolitan area in terms of dealing with the effects of salt, which is not only getting into the lakes, but getting into uh, getting into the, 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 the water eventually that we drink, that it may seep through down into the aquifer. Madison has a policy about salt reduction, but it is not adhered to uh, by every community in, in Dane County, including uh, the Dane County Department of, of, of Streets. Uh, we are trying to engage our neighboring communities in a discussion because without water, whether it's recreation or for drinking, we're in bit really big trouble. I think this is a vital issue. In terms of transportation, we have two ongoing studies. One is a major comprehensive transportation plan, and the other the other is our bus rapid transit system, which tries to emulate the efficiencies of rail with everything from platforms that are at the same level as the vehicle to uh, the fact that you don't pay when you get onto the vehicle, but payment has been taken care of elsewhere. This is really critical if we're going to change the modal split here in Madison. And speaking of modal split, we are, of course, uh, continually expanding our bicycle system. And in May, we are going to host the first annual mayor's conference dealing with technological, uh, environmental, uh, recreational aspects of bicycling. Okay. Mr. Resnick, a couple of ideas that you think are important. As we talk about how important the Internet is for the future, both of education but communication uh, throughout our day-to-day life, focusing on the issue of the digital divide and ensuring that every single student in the Madison School District both has access to devices, thanks to the school district's technology plan, but also Internet at home. Because when it comes down to it, if a middle school student is asked to turn in a homework assignment online and can't turn in that assignment, they're at a true disadvantage, not just here uh, competing in the classroom, but in the global economy. So it's ensuring that we put together programs to make sure that we can cross this gap, looking at ways that no matter who's on free and reduced lunch, that they can find Internet access in their home. The other area is how do we innovate even with inside City Hall, looking at the next investments that are going to be critical to our community when we look at issues of smart transportation grids to make sure the traffic is flowing through this community at an even rapider pace to ensure that we're making the technological investments so that our city website is easily navigatable or even that City Channel can be broadcasted in the most technologically advanced way. These are going to be decisions that the City of Madison is going to face in the future. How do we deal with new pieces of technology to make more equitable and efficient city services? 
Okay. You know, as a citizen, uh, I've been interested in the Judge Doyle Square Project, Public Park, Garver Feed Mill Building, etc. And these seem to be really difficult to get moving ahead and so forth. And so I'm wondering in what priorities you would place those big projects. And, you know, what um, amount of resources do you think the city should continue to put into them, particularly given the fact that maybe some private development will start that will, you know, uh, impact them? And are there other projects you think might should come ahead of them? And let's see, I guess, Mr. Resnick, do you get this one first? Which one do you want me to address first? Oh. <laughs> All of them. All of the above. There are some major projects that are facing the city of Madison. Whether you look at the great work that's going on at Union Corners, as the mayor referenced, Royster Clark, the future of Garver Feed Mill, the reality is we're going to have to look at our priorities. And finding out ways to finance these projects are becoming more and more difficult. Uh, When you just look at Garver, for example, uh, any notion that the governor is going to cut the number of tax credits available or put caps on historic tax credits makes it even more difficult to figuring out ways to finance these projects. Uh, I would look at areas of Union Corners and and Royster Clark uh, as the first priorities and then moving projects into the central isthmus. Well, Union Corners, Royster Clark, those are done. We've got the commitments. Those are in line. In terms of the the projects where decisions have to be made, uh, obviously Judge Doyle's critical because we're in the municipal building, which has got serious deterioration over the years, and something has to be done about it. In addition, we've got a parking ramp that's crumbling that's one of the oldest uh, in the state, and, and that poses a danger. In terms of Judge Doyle, I would really like to see us follow the recommendations of Alderman Verveer and myself. Now, a year ago, uh, Alderman Clear, Alderman Resnick took us off track, took us into a larger project that we wanted in terms of the magnitude of the hotel. But we're at a point now where we can do that project with no TIF for the hotel and solve the parking problem at the same time, get additional private construction for offices as well as the renovation of the municipal building. Okay. Well, I think we've discussed a lot of topics here, and we've come to the point to sort of sum up, and I would ask each of you to take a minute or so to making concluding remarks you would like. And, Mr. Resnick, will you go first? It's about making investments in the future. Now, we think about what decisions we can make to put Madison not on the list for a number one livable city next year or the following year, but ensuring that the next 5, 10, 15 years we're making great investments in the future of our city. Now, cities are changing in the 21st century. We're seeing a rapid interest in downtown Madison. We're no longer a boomerang community. We're a community where individuals from throughout the country, throughout the world, are choosing to reside Let's figure out ways to continue to make it a vibrant place, not just for those young entrepreneurs moving into the state and the city, but for everyone in our community. Mr. Four years ago, I said that the challenge was fixing the city finances and then getting to work on the questions of poverty and equity. Now, I make no apologies for the fact that the city of Madison 
is continually ranked so highly in so many areas in terms of livability, in terms of walkability, in terms of a place for seniors, in terms of bicycling, in terms of entrepreneurship. The commitment, though, has to be make sure it, it, it's that way for everyone. And while others were never talking about this subject, we went to work. And let's look what's happened for the latest data we have, 2013, as opposed to the race to equity study based on 2011. Just in the first 18 full months that I was in office, we managed to close the gap in regards to employment, close the gap in regards to children and households of poverty, close the gap in regards to household income. I would like to do this for four more years with the people of this city and make this the best city for everyone. Thank you very much to both of our candidates, and I would remind you that Election Day is April the 7th. If you have any questions about where to vote or voting or want a copy of our candidates' answers, please call our office at 232-9447. And thank you for joining us for this interview. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.